This is exactly right. So high. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm so glad for you. I'm excited for podcasting. <laughs> um, Welcome to my favorite murder, Minisode. You're not going to pronounce it Minisode. 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 Mint the Minions. This one's brought to you by the Minions. The minions. We've totally sold out. Do you guys like tiny little yellow guys with one eye? <laughs> so do we. So do we. Sounds dirty. Uh, They're oh. wearing overalls. <laughs> Yeah. That's Karen Kilgara. That's Georgia Hardstart. And this is where we read you your shit back. And you. this is where we break the terrible news to you that our story about the seven Ashleys and the dog in the suitcase was an urban legend. What are you talking about? Last. No. Yes, my friend. The dog in the suitcase where he punches her and takes it? Yeah. This is the first I've heard of this. I've been getting uh, a cascade of tweets. And this is really what I love. This is Twitter uh, for you. About this podcast is that we will tell you how, like, our audience adjust to the kind of feedback we would like to hear. <laughs> so everybody came in like, we know you did it. Everyone yeah. said that, but like, heard it, heard it, heard it. So, so you know what I love about that is that no one told me on Instagram. I feel like Instagram's <laughs> so nice. That yeah. They're just like, great job on everything. And yeah. Twitter's like, well, you fucked up. And Twitter's here's how. like, guess what? Here's the bad news. <laughs> but I want, that's why I'm on Twitter and you're on Instagram because right. I want to know. But it, but that's what I love about urban myths yeah. is that for me, the reason I believed it, was it the name Ashley? It was a bunch of Ashleys. It was three Chelsea's. Chelsea, oh. Chelsea. But I do like seven Ashleys. Seven Ashleys is good too. But that ma- that's what made it real yeah. to me is that everyone's name was Chelsea, which is so random. Yeah, and if stupid. you wrote a story, you'd pick three different names. Right. You wouldn't just call everyone Chelsea. Right. So unless maybe, you were a really lazy writer. Yeah. Unless or unless you like hit enter three times and never checked your document. Right. But. Uh, anyway, so sadly, and also it's a huge relief yeah. because then you know that a dog wasn't accidentally killed and then carried around in a suitcase, well, which was upsetting. Hear that? That part's nice. I thought I thought that was an innovative way to carry a dog, though. I mean, she. I think we all relate to Chelsea trying to solve a problem, like a very big problem. Chelsea's are problem solvers. Yes, you know that about them. All four of them. All of them. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. Please don't. Please check your work and don't send us yeah. <laughs> creepy pasta. But unless they're really good, <laughs> unless like they're that, really good, and we can't even figure it out. It, they need to be three to five Chelsea yeah. level stories. That's right. Not stars. Nope. Chelsea. Yeah. Interestingly, the one I thought was the urban legend of the um, ring being found in the backyard uh-huh. also got a ton of stories, or not? I shouldn't say a ton, but a couple people were like, "That happened to me. My no brother way. did it." Yes. So the one I was like, bullshit. Real. Just goes to show you, even after three or four years, we can't figure this stuff out. Guys, it's it's still a mystery and it's still fresh. We're all learning together and And we're growing. Growing together. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, go. The subject line of this one is hometown story. Perfect. Can you imagine getting back to basics? I think that actually when you submit on our website... You, you can't pick a subject line and they're just called hometown stories. That's why we get so many called hometown stories. Really? Yes. <laughs> what, who, what fascist made it that way? Denton. <laughs> Our web developer. Send all your emails to and then I give his home, his home account. Do it. Um, hometown story. Okay. Okay. Hi, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and friends. What right. if the he also made it automatically made it for babies? Okay. 
Greetings from Oakland, California. I'm not originally from here, so I won't pretend to know the area better than a native. Hi, Karen. Hi. Oh. But I love hearing um, about stories from Northern California. I was at uh, Hanukkah celebrations with my husband's family and mentioned moving to Sacramento soon because the Bay is ridic- ridiculously expensive, which it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then casually mentioned Sacramento was crazy with murders in the 70s, and everyone got quiet except a family friend, Stephen. Yay! Stephen! Can always count. Steven. It literally says Stephen in parentheses oh. with an exclamation point. So we all read our line perfectly just then. <laughs> Stephen asked, have you ever heard of the serial killer Juan Corona? Then proceeded the best holiday moment that's ever happened to me. So we've never done, I don't believe we've done Juan Corona, but Guy, Guy Brennan. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He was hometown call-in and it's such a disturbing, That's awful serial killer. Read it and then I have a tidbit for you. Oh, great. Go. Okay. Stephen said that he grew up in Yuba City and uh, when he was in high school, he and his friends planned a post-game kegger in some nearby fruit orchards. That's what it's all about yep. in the country. Picking a field to drink in that the <laughs> farmer that that owns that field will not have you arrested if he catches <laughs> or you. Or shoot you on sight. <laughs> or shoot you or set his German shepherds on you. Stephen was about to head out when he heard the party was canceled because there were police crawling all over the scene. He panicked, thinking the police had found the kegs they had thoughtfully put there ahead of time. Well, that's smart. Instead, cops had just discovered bodies in shallow graves. Many, many shallow graves. As Stephen said Juan Corona was his neighbor, and Juan used to wave to what? him in the mornings on the way to work. And Stephen always thought he was a nice guy. <sighs> Turns out he was a serial killer who murdered migrant workers, many of them. Um, I, I added that at the oh, end. Okay. After all this was discovered, people wrote songs about him because nothing exciting had ever happened in Yuba <laughs> City. Check out The Ballad of Juan Corona by The Pencil Necks. Whoa. Um, I was I was so excited. I talked to Stephen for the rest of the holiday party and ignored my husband's family. Whoops. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't do keggers in the peach orchard, Michelle. <gasps> so one of those orchards where they might have partied and uh, and where they found some bodies belonged to my friend's family. Kate Pirovich, our hairdresser in Portland. Yeah. Is that yes. Uh, I'll have her write in. But but her family owns some land out there. And, and they found bodies on their land. Yeah. I mean, that guy was so... He killed so many people. It's terrible. It's really horrifying. Okay. Let's, okay, let's stop let's talking move about on. <laughs> This one's called Family Heirlooms and Holiday Secrets. Mm. Hi, and etc. Bravissimo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll try to keep this short and sweet. As we know, every murderino's low-key wish over the holidays is for a family member to spill the tea on a juicy secret or hometown murder story. Mm-hmm. And boy, did my future in-law deliver. I'm recently engaged, though have been with my fiancé for years. I adore his family, and when we got engaged a few months ago, he gave me his great-great-grandmother's Art Deco diamond ring. It's astoundingly beautiful, and I'm honored and a bit nervous to be carrying such a precious family heirloom. Mm -hmm. On Christmas Eve, I was chatting with my future mother-in-law, and she remarked how happy she is that I have the ring and how the original owner, her great-grandmother, was an incredible woman. Out of the blue, her very next sentence was, and she had a horribly abusive husband and she killed him. (gasps) Oh, shit. Mom-in-law must have seen the oh, shit look on my face. (laughs) And she continued with a shrug and a half-hearted, sorry. (laughs) We both both burst out giggling and she went on to tell me that when her great-grandmother finally had enough of her husband's abuse, she enlisted the help of a male friend and got her husband super drunk until he passed out. 
Then they tied him up and laid him across the train tracks. Oh, my God. When the inevitable happened, Great Grandma waited some time and he was declared missing. Eventually, she was declared a widow. Who knew it was that easy? Of course, murder is horrific in any circumstance and what a way to do the deed. But I can also imagine how tough it was for a minority woman to get justice for domestic abuse in the 20s and 30s. Fuck yes. Shrug. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So sorry. Sorry. Uh, the kicker, though, is that after everything blew over, aforementioned male friend slash partner in crime then wanted to marry great grandma yeah her response was nah you killed my husband (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) probably smart if we're being honest she went on to remarry someone else and raised a total of eight kids she was a social worker and helped children in disadvantaged minority communities for her whole life a true legend so obviously the conversation took a turn and i don't really know where this diamond ring came into play (laughs) all in all i love my in-laws and my fiance so much and i'm even more floored to be carrying the legacy of such a badass. I'm not sure what the moral takeaway here is, but I guess stay sexy and don't marry the person you contracted to murder your abusive husband, because he's probably bad news, too. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm sorry. No, 100%. I hate to. Nope, you're right. (laughs) How in God's name is anyone judging the person that got looped into... 100%. You're correct on this. I mean, Jesus, it's like... Yeah. Thank you for all that you do and a very happy... Oh, you weren't done. (laughs) No. And a very happy new new year year. (laughs) year to you and the whole MFM community. There's no name on it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Really a lot to unpack uh, on the moral (laughs) side, as it always is on this show. I I agree, but it was... I just... It was a good story, so I... No, no, no. Don't kill... Like, totally, we don't condone murder in any way, but we also don't... But it also shrug. Well, because... This is the thing of um when women go and are abused. It's like it, it, everyone knows this. I feel but, like domestic abuse just changes your brain, too, in such an insane way that you're... Well, you're pushed to a limit. Yeah. And, and when you read... Um, you're in a constant state of fear. Yes. it's You're being terrorized on a daily right. basis. So, obviously, she's driven to the edge and this person was a real piece of shit. But then... <laughs> To put, tie them up and put them in front of the train tracks that's, is just fucking, that's, it's really the worst way you could kill a person. Yeah. Okay. This is, this one is, has a lot to offer. Um, <laughs> how many Chelsea's are there though? Uh, there's only six. Okay. It just starts high. Great. I went to a small women's college in North Carolina, super old, founded in 1772, and allegedly haunted. And apparently, we take our ghosts seriously. The college has a lot of quirky traditions, one of which is that all students are required to attend a monthly town hall meeting, or else you get fined. Wow. (laughs) Is this communist Russia? (laughs) It seems like it in, in North Carolina. The meetings were pretty chill. Each class would air its monthly list of grievances. Wow. (laughs) I'm not getting enough attention. (laughs) It's monthly monthly list of grievances. And then the student government would get a chance to respond. Usually the grievances were legit or funny. Like, why isn't there more diversity in the student leadership? Or why isn't there any root beer in the the refectory? (laughs) Just the full range, basically. They're tabling every possible issue. Okay. 
But one time, my junior year, at the end of a long list of the usual complaints, the senior class representative added angrily. Also, people are being really disrespectful and using Ouija boards to open demon portals in Cluel (laughs) Hall and then not closing them when they're done. So demons are getting out. What? The whole room erupted. Half of us were losing our shit laughing and the other half were like, guys, be serious. This is a real problem. (laughs) All pissed off like. Then the student body president stood up, motioned for everyone to be quiet and said, I shit you not. Y'all, just be conscientious. This is a haunted college. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. Y'all. Then a junior class rep stood up and said, the junior class would like to know if if we do see a ghost, who do we call? <laughs> then after the laughter died down from the question, the president of the nature-based nature-based faiths club, the nature-based faiths club uh-huh. offered to do salt cleansings to ward off said demons. <laughs> Everyone seemed to calm down after that. Basically, they're like, I'll take a bath, a Epsom salt bath for <laughs> yeah. you. I do I'll that. T- I'll do a nice sits bath and get rid of my <laughs> quote unquote demons. <clears throat> Everyone seemed to calm down after that. Oh, so good. the Wiccans came in and helped out. Great. I don't know if the portals ever got closed. <laughs> a couple seniors made a point of buying black candles and doing some ritual. But who's to say? <laughs> there are a lot of spooky Halloween ghost stories that take place at my college. But the demon panic of 13 <laughs> made me laugh the most. Anyway, stay sexy. And if you're going to go to college, go to a women's one. <laughs> Thanks, Elise. Wow. <laughs> the best i love that y'all 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 look there's a lot of portals <laughs> okay georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs oh my god yes karen and then all i want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day well you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. 
Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Salutations. Mm. So Washington <laughs> is this, Charlotte, is this a spider writing to us? <laughs> So, Washington State, it's a hell of a place. I've always known that one of my uncles spent time in prison for armed robbery, but never knew the story behind it. I knew that he had committed robberies and he was not allowed in our house, but the rest of the details were kept secret. <laughs> but he could stand in the driveway if yeah. he wanted to. On Thanksgiving, he would go out there and eat cranberry sauce. He doesn't sauce. need your fucking, you know, napkins and silver no. and fucking chi fine china. If he could just overhear the rest of the family yeah. having Thanksgiving, that's plenty for that's him. That's right. So, cut to January 1st, 2020. My husband and I were incredibly hungover driving with my parents to pick up our car. Don't drink and drive. Uh, and the four of us started talking about the witness protection program in prisons. My dad casually mentioned that while in prison, my uncle was in protective custody. And here's where it gets interesting. Mm. Years ago, my uncle was robbing convenience stores. He even had a nickname, but for the sake of anonymity, I'll leave that out. His getaway strategy was to kidnap someone in the convenience store uh, with a car, then force them to drive him away from the scene of the crime and then leave them stranded by the side of the road. How scary is it's that? It's so scary. Well, during the last round, robbery. He kidnapped a little old lady. She was absolutely terrified, shaking and driving far too slowly for him to make a clean getaway. <laughs> so after about three blocks, my uncle kicked her out of the car and drove away. It turned out that this little old lady happened to be the mother of a local crime boss. Oh, no. And then it says, what the fuck? Isn't this, isn't this a movie starring Matthew Broderick? <laughs> Is there an iguana in this? Oh, Hold I on. love my blue heaven. That's my favorite. No, no, that's, that's uh, the garage. That's Rick Moranis I'm thinking of. Oh. My blue heaven. Mm. One of my favorite movies. I'm thinking of the freshman, the senior, the college student, the graduate. It's yeah, not it's the so gra good. It's not the graduate. <laughs> Winter day. Uh, Plastics. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Buck Henry. Did you hear Buck no. Henry died? Anyway, okay. Where were we? So sorry. What the fuck? My uncle was caught shortly after and there was concern that the, this crime boss would seek out retribution Hell against yes! my uncle yes! for kidnapping his elderly mother. Yes. Because of this, my uncle was moved from prison to prison until they could <laughs> secure a place for him in solitary. 
Eventually, he was released and seemed to turn his life around. I wasn't particularly close with him because he wasn't allowed in your fucking house. <laughs> but he was always nice when I saw him. He passed away a few years ago. Even if he were still alive, I don't think I would ask him about his time in prison or living with Mm-mm. a target on his back. Mm-mm. Love the show. Stay sexy and don't kidnap little old ladies at gunpoint, especially if they're the mother of a local crime boss. Be. How about we look at all humans like they could be mothers <laughs> yeah. of crime bosses, young or old, oh, and don't man. kidnap people and terrorize them. How about we just don't kidnap people? Well, and how about all I wanted to say was like, I'm, is he robbing convenience stores because he was hooked on drugs? Right. And like, that's how all these things go hand in right, hand. Right. Rarely people are like, look, I'm super fun and chill, but I also <laughs> do this thing. And then, you know, because yeah. I do want the, uh, of what, uh, $80 I get from a convenience Ugh, store. Terrorizing uh, people. So horrifying. Okay. <clears throat> now that, now that person, you kidnap a person, you think it's a, it's a victimless crime. They can't go to 7-Eleven anymore. That's bullshit. Okay. Now I want to sing the theme song to the AMPM mini market. AMPM's making news, that one. <laughs> no. No, no. You I think that's yours. my 80s one. You must have, what's yours? Mine's, my 80s one is, it's the, it's, I, Sing it to myself every time I see an AMPM mini market sign. It's the AMPM mini market. You can drive right up in your car and park it. You can shop around the clock all night. We're open morning, noon, and night. You can shop around the clock all day. I mean, they just wow. it That's beautiful. And then it would be like a picture, a close up of like their soft serve machine. Wow. AMPM has really good soft serve. Okay, are you ready? This is my last one. Okay. And it's, a, it's what my new favorite series that people are. Now sending us in is like the creep, the creep of the week, basically. Great. So it says rubber boot man creep alert is okay. the subject line. Oh, great. Hi. <laughs> I'm just writing to tell you about a creepy phone call I used to get at work many years yeah. ago. I live in Canada and I started working for a national airline in 2000 as a reservations call center agent. Obviously, my colleagues and I have spoken to many a creep over the years, but by far the most legendary was a guy we called the rubber boot man. Mm. He spoke in a high-pitched baby-like voice. He'd say, hey, how are you? Is it waning where you are? Ew. Are you wearing your wubba boots? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like to splash in puddles? I'm reading it as it's written. It's so good. Then he'd ask, Do you like the dunk tank? Do you like the dunk tank? (laughs) What the fuck? This is the most specific fucking fetish of all time. Okay. Do you like the dunk tank? What happens when you fall in the dunk tank? Ultimately. Oh my God. (laughs) Ultimately, he wanted us to say we'd get wet (gasps) if we fell into the dunk tank or splashed in the puddles. Sometimes he'd ask if we liked wrestling. Not not sure where the convo was supposed to end up. He called for years and then suddenly stopped. I wonder if he's still alive. I don't speak to the public much anymore. Thank the good Lord. So I'm sure. So I'm not sure if the creeps still call these days or what. People have probably moved on to even grosser things. Yeah. So true. Anyways, if you work in a call center and there's a weirdo on the line, hang the fuck up or keep them on. If it's close to the end of your shift, whatever gets you through. SSDGM <laughs> Melissa. Oh, God. Are you wearing bubba boots? Are you wearing what? Do you like to dunk tank? Ew. <laughs> Ew. I don't know what's worth that. And it's so creepy or the baby voice. Everything. Well, because to me, immediately, I feel like he as a child had something happen to him at the county fair. Oh, God. In in the fall. Yeah. Because it was maybe lightly sprinkling, if not raining. 
Oh, Something God. happened okay. to that guy. Or he went in the dunk tank. Or he, his father ran a dunk tank company. <laughs> okay, this one's last one's called Cookies and Kidnapping? Question mark? Sure. Heyo. Uh, I'm the third of four kids, all aged around two years apart from one another. So naturally, I'm a long sufferer of middle child syndrome. When I was around two and my little sister was a newborn, my mom put the four of us down for naps, then exhausted from chasing four little kids around, fell asleep herself. After a light 15-minute nap, <laughs> I woke up to find everyone else in the house asleep. My two-year-old self decided it would be nice to go for a walk. Yes, it would. Get out there. <laughs> I headed for the sliding back door I could push open and peaced out of there. <laughs> uh, bye. Later. Uh, bye. Uh, I can't imagine the horror my mom felt when she woke up to a house with only three children in it. After frantically searching the house and yard, my mom called the police, then ran down the street shouting my name. Little did she know, an elderly woman down the street had seen me roaming the sidewalks and decided to bring me into her house. Mm. And let me watch TV and eat cookies. Yes. <laughs> when my mom ran past the old woman's house screaming, she just watched through the window while feeding me more cookies. <laughs> oh, no. When the police finally arrived on the block, the old woman brought me out to them and explained that I had been at her house the entire time and that she was teaching my mom a lesson to watch her kids more closely. Shit. Obviously, my mom was furious and wanted to press charges. But in the end, the police <laughs> just explained to the old lady that she can't hold any more toddlers hostage. Yep. My mom was traumatized, but hey, no harm, no foul. Stay sexy and don't take cookies from petty grannies, SJ. Damn, that wow. is really harsh. Damn, Grandma. Grammy is fucking harsh. She's like, you know what? How about how about I extend this for another hour? See how <laughs> I'm you like it. Enjoying myself. <laughs> uh, send us your fucked up stories and your what? I was just going to say my sister, that's how, that's the reason my parents moved to Petaluma is we lived in San Francisco and both of my parents were San Francisco natives. Yeah. And when my sister was two years old, she did the exact same <gasps> thing. And my mom, it was like my mom turned around and my sister was gone and she was running all around. Um, the, they lived in an apartment complex and, uh, she, Laura was next door at the old lady's house telling her a story <laughs> and my mother, that, at that moment, my mother's like, we have to get out of this city. Terrifying. Because all she could picture were all the, yeah. you know, hit by car. Totally. You know, we're right there. Send us your fucked up weird stories. Send us things that happened to you, things that happened at Chelsea's, various Chelsea's that you know. And we want it all. We want it all. Clearly. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? Good boy.